lights, camera, microphone. I guess turn the microphone on. I get that's really all we need. Um, but lights. We gotta stop saying lights. There's no lights. There's no lights. I have no lights on in my home. Uh, um, mics. That's hey. Ooh, Ooh. mics. Mics, types, and the stars and stripes. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> 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 Hello and welcome to the M-Word, a millennial podcast solving millennial problems. I'm your West Coast millennial, Connor. And I'm your Lone Star millennial, Kyle. Burt Reynolds is dead. Oh, we're, we're two friends trying to solve each other's problems and hopefully maybe one day a generation's. Why? Why Burt do you... Why? He's dead. He's a dead man now. Burt Reynolds is a dead man. The those Duke boys are not at it again because he's a dead man now. Oh. I'm pretty sure he was in Dukes of Hazard. I think that's the extent of my knowledge of Burt Reynolds. Do you enjoy starting the podcast at literally the lowest note? <laughs> yeah, I do because there's only one way to go, and it's up. Hell, hell, yeah, to hell. No, just thinking a lot about death. I just got my notification. Burt Reynolds is dead. I got about 40 different ones because a lot of different news places need me to know that Burt Reynolds is dead now. He's a dead man. And I think we're about to have the late 2018 curse of death. You know, we had, you know, Aretha. We got John McCain. We got Burt Reynolds. We have decency in the United States government. All of it's dead. All of it's gone and dead. And we can't bring it back. Death is a huge thing, isn't it? We, We really, I think... Obviously, I don't want to go too much into it, right? Obviously. But we got to, at some point, talk about death. Right. It won't be today, though, because today we're going to be talking about a different type of death. A, a death a, a death of the old... We call it the death of life because it's, a, <laughs> it's the way in which we passively live, which is enjoying our absolute favorite TV shows. But before we get to our absolute favorite TV shows, I we have to we have to do some business, Connor. Welcome to our business meeting. Welcome this to is, the business the 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 podcast within a podcast called the the business meeting. It's the business meeting. No, we have some very cool things that have been happening, and I wanted to share them. So first of all, I wanted to thank Service Desk for joining our Patreon, which thank is you, very exciting. Yeah, I love the Service Desk. Uh, I I went on their show, geez, like a month and a half ago, two months ago, and talked about Instagram because that's a part of my day job. And they have a lot of really fun episodes. They are a podcast where they look at all the like the tech support stuff that you probably have no idea about. You know, whenever you're like, oh, the internet is broken again, who are you gonna call? Call IT. Except you don't have to. They teach you things, but also they don't know everything. So they bring on excellent guests, and I was their first one. I. Broke them down. You were their first guest? I was their first guest. Yeah, and I had a blast. They're really fun. So you should definitely go check out Service Desk. And thank you so much, Service Desk, for joining our Patreon and getting those weekly exclusive clips that are just like right in your ear. They're just like Connor and I, just like right in your ear holes, just like right in there. That's a fun gravelly sound that I'm doing. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Bidness Podcast, where Kyle talks about business and also other things. 
I do. I try out some ASMR techniques. I want to see if I can get those shivers, you know? Those those shivers. What do yeah. they call it? What? Do they call it the shivers? I don't know. But, uh, it's like a, a tingly, name right? It. It's like a tingly. Yeah. The well, let's, uh, what's what's really important that I didn't know about ASMR until I watched the video on YouTube, so I have to assume it's true, is that ASMR is a made-up thing. It Like, ASMR was written, like, that title was written to sound like it's scientific, but it's not. Like, a group of scientists did not come up with this. It was just, like, a group of people that were like, hey, we all, all had this sensation, right? And they were like, yeah, and they're like, cool. We should call it this so that it sounds legit. Not to say ASMR isn't a real thing, but it's not like a scientifically proven right. phenomenon. ASMR does sound a lot more authentic, while leg tingles are not. Yeah. yeah the The original name used to be wires on a chalkboard make me horny, and that was a bad name. It was a bad name for this phenomenon. So they changed it, and I think it really adds up. Good for them. Uh, also, stuff, stuff's been blowing up on Twitter. Just loving Twitter. So thank you so much to the people tweeting at us. Kim, who is a host of Service Desks, so that makes sense that she tweeted about us. But she's going through our backlog. She's at Mets Girl. Also, Nature vs. Narcissism Podcast. They're at N vs. N Podcast. They're great. James Anderson, who we were just on his show with Aaron on uh, Unabashedly Obsessed, talking about just so much porn. We didn't mean to, but we just ended up talking about so much porn. Um, but he's unabashed James. Uh, also, James Wilcox is at James Librarian. He voted on our sticker on on for what to take to PodCon because we couldn't decide if what sticker to take to January in PodCon. Also, Aaron, like I already said, Aaron, unabashedly Aaron. Everybody has a story podcast, which is at CNAT Radio. Actually, I don't know if it's a podcast, but it's a show. And then guess what you're going to hate, which is Janine and Kate. They were on our show back in the day, literally forever ago. Yeah, they were great. We also have a new review from KNAT Radio. It says, I'm no millennial. I'm a Gen Xer. But I could still relate to these guys and what they were talking about. If you like some quality entertainment, high quality podcasts, and some actual thoughtful commentary spattered in between, this podcast is for you. Thank you so much for saying that sometimes we have thoughtful commentary because that, oh man, that's a high bar. Some I was thoughtful commentary. Say that's pretty frustrating. I I really try to limit thoughtful speaking, and instead go straight to the funny business. Right. It's difficult whenever you're constantly being labeled as this intellectual. That the heavy weight of being this trendsetting person, smart guy, this smart guy trendsetter person. And it's like, come on, guys! I just want. I can say. I can say, ding dong. I'm we, more than one thing. I'm exactly. not just. I'm not just this bookworm. We talk about farts. We talk about. You're not a bookworm at all. What are you talking about? I'm I, the bookworm. You are the bookworm. I read audiobooks. No, Connor, you pronounced it wrong. It's you can read. That's you said it wrong. I can read. There you go. Good job. <laughs> so good. You're doing so good. I'm very good at reading. Uh, But thank you for the review. We are very happy to have it. If you haven't left us a rating or a review and you're listening to the show right now, you are what we call a a criminal and you're committing the crime of Grand Theft Podcast and it's not cool. So you do need to leave a rating or a review and we'll, we'll press no charges. We won't press any charges. We won't. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Yeah. 
FBI, never mind. I'll it's, call it's, you back. It's FPI. It's the Federal Podcast Investigation. Hey, Greg, hold him off. Hey, Gre- wait for my signal, Greg. Wait for my signal, Greg. No, wait. What? What? Yeah, I told. I told you we'll have dinner later. Shh. Sorry, that was Greg. I'm going to have to cut that out so that they don't think that there's an inappropriate relationship between our podcast and the federal podcast investigation. Bro, corruption is so 2018. Uh, it is, that's true. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, so that's that's the end of our business, our business uh, section of the show. And uh, you should tweet at us or join our Patreon or leave us a review and we will talk about it. But we're done with that. We're done with that. We're ready to move on. That was like a little, a little commercial. Just like a little ad in between what we're really talking about, which is television. Because that's a, I mean, there's a lot of problems, I think, that are solved by television. There's so many great ideas that can come about through good TV. Right. This is going to be an interesting episode, Connor, because first of all, we can't lose the premise of our show, which is we solve problems. So every TV show we talk about needs to solve a problem. I think that's important thing, number one. The other thing is we can't spoil anything. If we spoil something, that ruins the problem-solving power of TV. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you have to go through it with the actors. You have exactly. to feel it, or else the, the idea isn't going to be as powerful in your brain. Right. So Absolutely. let's take it, let's take it one by one. So just to clarify, we're going to start this show off by talking about some amazing TV that we are watching and see how we can incorporate that into fixing our current generation. Right. Okay? What what problems is that show facing head on and then solving? So let's take let's take the show that I'm watching currently. Okay. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Now that's so, still not going, right? So you are like watching old old shows, like Downton old Downton Abbey. Right. I'm yeah. I'm watching reruns on <laughs> on basic cable. No, I have Amazon Prime. And what we're seeing is these these working class people working with these upper class people with some lower class people. So I think it's a lot to do with class. Right. It is shit. It, it is shit in Chicago, right? That was my yeah. fun little <laughs> Chicago. It's shit in Chicago, huh? Yeah. It's it's set in uh in downtown Chicago. Yeah. Where Carson the butler is actually a gangster and his lordship. Lord uh, Crawley. Ab- Abby. Oh, okay. Lord, no. Who is Abby? Ab- I, I haven't watched Downton Abbey. I should. I love Brit- British television. So if you love British television, you'll want to know that Abby is the name of the estate. Yeah. Okay. Or at least it's a type of estate. Okay. So it's Downton the da- the downtown Abbey. is the name of the Abbey. It's not downtown. How it's often do you think that gets mixed up? As soon as it jumped the pond, how many people are like, man, I want to go to Downtown Abbey? Hey, have you seen they, Downtown Abbey? That That's the thing. Is so they, and out in Britain, it's actually spelled D O W N T O W N. But out here, they were like, these, the, the, uh, the Americans aren't going to get it. So we right. got to change it to Downton. It's just like Harry or they're Potter. They're going to be calling the, it Downtown Abbey. <laughs> right. It's just like Harry Potter when Harry Potter had the Philosopher's Stone and they're like, well, they can't understand that. Americans don't know. So we'll change it to Sorcerer and that way we can have some alliteration. It'll be easier on their sweet little American brains. Yeah. 
Americans don't really like philosophers. It's it's difficult for them to understand. No, right. listen. So we're dealing with class, right? Yeah. How are they and they they love each other. They love the upper class, and then they de- they despise the super lower class. So even their middle class, they're like they they talk about honor, they talk about love, and they okay. talk about war. Right. And they deal with it by being fucking cool. They deal with it by being the chillest people on planet Earth. Well, and that's a that's a that's a a standby of the English British people is this, you know, repressed emotion. So they would not overreact to things like we do here in the States. No, we're going like, whoa, corruption in the White House. And they'd be like, so Mr. Trump thinks he can get away with this. Well, not today. And he would devise a plan. So if we could just take this chill, just swagger, of yeah. the English and transplant that into how we are here. I think we would be far more effective in our politics and in our lives. Okay, so here is one thing, though, that maybe throws a wrench in there. If I know anything about Downtown Abbey, it's that it mostly ta- like looks at the estate, like the, the, the people who have money, and that is how people with money react to things. But is that how you know the everyday person reacts i don't know i think they just get drunk if my understanding of english culture is correct that's that's the problem is we need to stop acting like poor people oh okay no more no more 99 percent fuck the 99 percent no 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 no. not in not in that right obviously we still got to move toward a better place but i'm saying that we just got to be way chiller about things i mean whether or not you're going to be okay so like someone goes oh we're going to war, a lot of rich people are probably more like, oh, well, it might lower the the property value of this. You know what I mean? But then the lower class is like, oh, my God, am I going to eat? When in reality, <laughs> if they just thought, if they just thought to themselves, what a weird inconvenience this world is. And, 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 and how I think I'll go for a cup of tea. And like I, that was I their never, response. I never desired a right arm. It I can never, be taken. I, in fact, take both. I don't take need them. All I need is this tongue. I'm, I'm more of a foot guy. And my feet to take yeah. me to different places so I may talk more. Yeah, I'm just and also sexually, I'm also into feet. So you could the hands are distracting. So God bless war. I say. Kyle, what about you? You got a TV show that we can we can I, take and mold into what we are and what we need. I do. I I have a couple, but I do. I I want to keep this British thing going because I watch a lot of British television, and there is a show on Channel Four in the UK called Dairy Girls that I just binge watched, and it's only it just happened at the beginning of this year, and it's not on Netflix or anything. But it is six episodes long, and it's set in the 90s during the Troubles in Northern Ireland. So that's, like, when the IRA, like, the Irish Republican Army was, like, doing, like, car bombs. Like, Northern Ireland was just, like, constantly in conflict. And it's set around this, like, Northern Irish Catholic family and their teenage daughters and their friends, like, going to school. But, like, during the Troubles. But it's a comedy, and it's hilarious. I'll give you one scene. 
they one of the girl's dogs dies and it's buried in the <gasps> backyard. Yeah, that's a thing that happens. We all are sad about it. As they're walking to school, she thinks she sees the dog. It looks exactly like the dog. The dog runs off. So all of the, the girls and the one boy, they chase the dog and it goes into a chapel. Now, one important thing you need to understand is the night before they stayed up studying for an exam that they weren't prepared for. And they just didn't, they stayed up all night, so they're sleep deprived. They went into the chapel, and one of the girls thought, I need, we need to pray for this exam. So they go kneel before the statue of the Virgin Mary, and they start saying Hail Mary so that they can get through this exam. And while they're doing that, the dog reappears in the choir loft. The other girl goes and chases it, scares the piss out of the dog. Piss goes through the floor of the choir loft, drips onto the statue of Mary. One of the girls looks up and says, the statue it's weeping. I can't do a Northern Irish accent, so I'm not going to try. But they say the statue is weeping, and they think it's a miracle, but also maybe it'll get them out of their exams. So they go to the principal's office, the head nun lady, and they tell her all about the weeping statue of Mary. And then a hot priest comes in, and they have to try and like keep this lie going because they want to impress the hot priest. And the priest is also having a crisis of faith, so he thinks this is a sign. But then eventually you know, the episode ends, and they all find out, of course. What I love most about it is that they care fuck all about, you know, the bombings and the violence of that time period. It's just kind of in the background where it should be. That's where violence, that's where racism and class warfare, that's where it belongs in, it the, should background. Be in the background. It should yeah. just be a nice setting for your cup of tea. It exactly. should be a nice setting for your afternoon meal. Right. You got to worry about what is that hot person that I want to date? What? How do I get to their gig whenever my mother won't let me go? Sh- shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Just go to the se- Go to your deal. Don't right. worry about it. Now, Stop worrying so much. Just yeah, allow the punishments to in- occur, but right. do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Don't worry about trying to go across the border into Ireland. They're not going to let you. They check the cars for bombs. They're not going to let you. Listen, if you stop worrying so much about punishments, you could literally do anything in the planet, right? Right. Yeah. So, like, say I want to, I'm going to say a crime. And, Kyle, I want you to just go with me on this journey. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Say I want to steal, you guessed it, the Declaration of Independence. Right. Okay. And, yep, I'm and on you it. said, Connor, you're going to go to jail for a long ass time yeah. and you're probably not going to get it. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about national treasure number one. Okay. Number two, I'm not going to talk about how glorious Nicolas Cage is and how I'd like him to help me steal it. Can we talk about how the, the real subtitle of national treasure two should have been there's treasure in them hills because they ended up at Mount Rushmore? Well, Kyle, I'm really glad you you brought that up because that is where I'm going to take that Declaration of Independence. Is to Mount Rushmore? Can you imagine the founding fathers with, with the the founding father? You you pull out out of George Washington's head the literal Declaration of Independence. I think it needs to go in his nose. You pull it out of his nose because that'd be funny. <sighs> Like okay, trick. for funny's sake, as long as you get it on video, right? Yeah. For funny's sake, I pulled the declaration booger right out of his nose. Right. And I go, here we go. This is the this is the ideals of our nation. This yes. is this is us being free. This is our this is our Lord and Savior, George S. Washington. <laughs> yes. Is it George S. Washington? 
Shh. I don't know if that's accurate. Can we continue this beautiful image and talk about what we would pull out of the noses of the other heads on Mount Rushmore? Oh my God, yes. Okay, hold on. Because like, honestly, I think Thomas Jefferson, the declaration should probably come out of him because he Yeah, declaration it. should come out of his nose and then out of- uh, Like Abraham Lincoln, it should be the Emancipation Proclamation maybe? I don't want these to be just documents, okay? These are oh, important tools. Do you want to pull a slave out of Abraham Lincoln? Oh my God. Is that what you're saying? I'm thinking like a whole log is... Oh, is, just like a log cabin. No, no, no. Just a log. But okay, sure. A log cabin. How about how about the body of his dead son? Out. We can pull that out of his nose. Oh, no. Oh, we could put, pull, take a cherry tree out of George Washington. I like the idea of a cherry tree growing inside of the nose. Yeah. And then and the other nose is just the skeleton of his wife. <laughs> can we... That's very good. Can we talk about how Teddy Roosevelt does not belong on that mountain? Like, you have George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and then Teddy Roosevelt. Like, was he president when it was made? Why is he up there? I know he's like, bully, you know, like that kind of guy. Right. But I don't think of him as our top four presidents. He's definitely one of the most well-known I don't think so. I mean, you got uh, of like of like ten presidents that I could probably name. I could definitely get uh, Teddy on that list, but he's not in the top four. That's what I mean. This is a ranking. Mount Rushmore is a ranking (laughs) Uh, of our best presidents. Now, I do like if you look at a picture of Mount Rushmore because he is kind of in the corner. So I do wonder if maybe he snuck in. So, because you have like George Washington up front, and then you've got you know Thomas Jefferson, and then you got Abraham Lincoln on the other side, but then like kind of in the background is just Teddy kind of poking out, and I, maybe he made it. Maybe that's why it was made during 1941. Who was president? Listen, we hey don't, Siri, who hey was Siri, president in 19? 19- oh, Siri's not listening. We don't want to dig into all of this 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 factual information, right? We got to dig back into the funny business. I do like the idea of Ted hanging out on like the edge and he's kind of like looking over at his friends who all have yeah. all this badass shit pulling out of their noses right and what's in his nose a bull a moose didn't he write a moose a bull moose a bull moose and then the other nostril is like a, a panama canal he was important then Ooh, and out of his right nose is every single animal that he murdered there you go he did love murdering animals I did find out that the sculptor chose these presidents because of their role in preserving the Republic and in sp- expanding its territory. So I guess that make like the territory part makes sense then because yeah, he, he did a lot of other territory, right? Cause Lincoln, he nearly lost half of it, but he got all that back. Uh, Jefferson doubled it with the, you know, Louisiana purchase. George Washington made it. He gave birth to it. It came out of his womb. It came out of his it, nose. Teddy Roosevelt, I am still struggling to remember exactly what he did. I think Guam was involved I, in the Panama Canal. What did he do? Did he just make everything go to the West Coast? If we're going to do like this research thing, I'm actually going to start doing this with you. I'm, I'm just going through Wikipedia. It's very important. This, this podcast is factually accurate, and that's a part of our slogan that we say at the beginning of every episode. Listen, I, this podcast is accurate. <laughs> He was president twice, huh? He had two different presidencies. Such an interesting man he is. He was shot. <laughs> he was shot. Burt Reynolds is dead. Oh, my God. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He signed into law the the national the five national parks. Oh, that makes sense then, because that's a national park. So they kind of had to put him up there. Good for him. Good for him. You know what? We started this podcast throwing a lot of shit on Teddy Roosevelt. A lot of shit on Senior Roosevelt, and I tell you what, I I've changed my tune. I like the guy. Yeah, so that's um. Yeah, I'm really glad we started talking about Dairy Girls, the show about Northern Ireland in the 90s. So I, I think that's enough ranting about shows. Let's dig into Reddit, boy. Yeah, let's let's go over to to the old Reddit square. Reddit's feeling funky today, Connor. There's, uh, maybe I'll just read one question that we're not going to get into, but it, just to give you an idea of what I've give kind me of that been, gist. yeah, what I've been sifting through, um. Why do certain pieces of shit stay afloat in the toilet no matter how much you flush? That's one. <laughs> so that's that's there. We're not going to answer it, but that's there. Uh, one of them said that if I put helium up my butt, will my fart be higher pitched? Ooh. And a lot of the answers were like, yeah. Pre- I mean, don't test it, but yeah, probably. Because, it, I mean, but helium's a pressurized gas, so don't just shove that up there. People really need to try more things before asking questions on Reddit. Yeah, give us give us some. Um, this isn't just a place to put your hypothesis. You need to put the whole scientific method down and experiment, it. yo. That's what. No, but there is going to be one ass focused question I do want us to answer and help and solve this person's problem because this is a real problem. Nobody's nobody's messing around with this one. What do we got, yo? This person asks when when showering, is it normal to wash your ass? So. Wait, that was the end of the question? That's that's the question. Uh, oh, is, when you're no. showering, is it normal to wash your ass? Now, it is confusing. That, that's the only question. I dug into the comments a little bit where somebody finally kind of prom- you know prompted. They probed, which is a bad, I guess, word to use in this circumstance. But they probed <laughs> and got, got this uh, question asker to... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm reading through some of these comments, and this person just says, I know this. I fingered myself before, chump. <laughs> so oh, that's, no. That's in reference to something else. Um, no, they said something very, very good. I have to find it. Well, while you're finding it, the first question that I would have posed is, have you not been washing your ass? So, okay, so here, here it is, right? Somebody says, you're telling me you don't wash your ass. And this person, the question asker says, not with my limbs, no. And then, so what? then there's, there's a lot of sarcasm after that. Like, so you wash it with your mind then? And then they say mainly water. So very, there's a lot of confusion here. Eventually somebody finally asks, so do you just stand there and let water run over your ass? And then they say, okay, no, this is what I do. I adjust the nozzle to a single high pressure beam, bend over, spread my cheeks, and let the water do its work. A conversation recently led me to believe most people use their hands, and this has just now been confirmed. So this person has effectively been just, like, bedaying themselves in the shower, and they just found out that they can use their hands. Wow. But here's the thing. This is, we don't become creative until we start to push aside the things that we accept as normal. You know, we we think it's normal to wash our ass with our hands, but is it? Is there a better way to wash... Your ass. Question authority, I think, is the real question that that they're wanting to ask. They want to know why is everybody washing their asses with their with their hands? 
both are dirty and become more dirty. He's just not into it. He wants to bidet. Yeah. He, he doesn't have a bidet, so he's improvising, right. which is in a way smarter than the most of us. Yeah. Smarter than the most of us. Well, I mean, you also, I don't, I don't guess I really use my hands, but I have like a, a like not a loofah, but like those little things, like a, it's like a sponge ball thing that I get all lathered up with my body wash and then I, I rub it through all my crevices like you're want to do, like the good Lord intended. And so I, I mean, I do that. So I, I'm not like getting all up in there with my hand and a, a bunch of soap on my hand, but would that be bad? You know? Would it be the worst thing in the world? Well, I do. Let, let's take it back to, to grade one. If you drop soap, a bar of soap on the dirt, is the soap dirty or is the floor clean? In that case, it's a big old thing of grass. That soap is now dirty. Yeah, that's dirty soap. But if we're talking like just like a small little hole or at least a slightly surrounding area and a hole and the bar is bigger than that, that hole, go to town. Take it down. Okay. Just cover it. Just just wash up. You can use your limbs. I think you I'm know. getting lost. I think I'm getting lost in your analogy. Is the bar your finger and the hole your butt? You could say that that is the case. Which does explain why this person later says, uh, I know this. I fingered myself before, chump. Oh, it's in, uh, resp- it's in response to this person saying, your anus is like an airlock. There's an outer door and an inner door. You can clean out the airlock, but don't breach the inner door because beyond it is nearly endless poo. And that must, that's from, um, you know, doctor. It's doctor. That's what it says in the title. So that's from a doctor probably. Right. Yeah, I was wondering I was wondering why he said that. So that's why I replied telling him. So it's just, I mean, <laughs> this is really just a lesson, I think, in that we all have room to grow and we need to stop, honestly, in the U.S., we need to use bidets. I think that's what I keep getting from this. If we use bidets, your ass would never be dirty because every time you took a shit, oh my God, your ass would never be dirty. We would save so much toilet paper and toilet paper rolls. Right. Trips to the store. You know, I'm just going to reply Arguments to this person. Arguments with roommates. Arguments with roommates. Who's getting the TP? Yeah. Not me. Get Just implement a, the bidets. Get a bidet. All your problems will be solved. Also, no more hemorrhoids. Winky face. And comment. I'm okay. trying to see if I can find a poor man's bidet. Oh no, you can buy really cheap bidets. They just like connect to the to the water line and they attach on the side of your of your toilet. Oh, no, there's very good implementations. We can do it. But the problem is we need to adjust our culture. We need to get ourselves used to bidets. We need to put them in the schools. If we put them in the schools, everybody will get used to it. And everybody would love pooping at school. I never pooped in school. I would have if there was a bidet. You know, the problem is the butt phobia that has been implemented into our younger boys. Yeah. Because they're so afraid. They're like, if I... If I even look at my butt for more than a second, if I wipe more than three times, then that means I'm gay. Honestly, I don't even care at this point. If I wipe more than three times, I'm like, shit, I'm going to run out of toilet paper because I pay for that now. So I, you know, I can't be just like using up a bunch of toilet paper just to get that good, good feeling. My po- Listen, let's. OK, so then here's what we need to do. Then we need to go on that Reddit post and we need to talk to him. We need to break it down. We need to have a town hall. 
and say, yeah. who here is afraid of butts? Right. We will start the March for Our Asses. The March for Our Asses. Wash them, clean them. They are not to be feared. They're more afraid of you than you are of it. I have, an, I have another problem that we can solve. And this okay. one, I think, is very, very easy. I think we can, we're just going to knock this out of the park. This person asks, if I want my room to be warmer, should I say turn down the AC or turn up the AC? I use both. Well, no, you can't. You can't. I mean, you can't do that. I use both. I mean, but you can't. Because they mean, they mean intrinsically, they mean two different things. So you can't say both. I do. Whenever I say, hey, can you turn up the AC? I, I, I normally what do you, just means, what do you mean? I mean, turn it on. I so mean, that make would it make cooler. it colder. I mean, make it cooler. Right. Yeah. Even if I say turn down the AC, well, normally what happens is I say I say both, and then they ask me to clarify. <laughs> so it's the most inefficient communication <laughs> ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, hey, I just, can you, hey, can you turn up or down the AC? And then I they just go, begin what? And you the go, dialogue. Can you make it colder? I just want it colder. I just begin the dialogue. That's all I do. Hey, can you make it? This person says that they should turn down the AC or turn up the dial or turn up the thermostat because the AC needs to go down to make it warmer, but the dial, the little stick or the number needs to go up to make it warmer. So that's the problem. They also said alternatively getting turnt, which means to chug some tequila and play loud music. It'll make you feel warm real fast. I like that. I like yeah. turn down for what? Turn down for what? And that's how you respond yeah. whenever someone says, hey, turn the AC down. Turn down for what? And then yeah, you burst into flames because it's too hot. One person did comment and they said, I would just say raise the thermostat to avoid confusion, which makes sense. But I am going to reply to them really quickly. What do I look like a freaking scientist? So I'm just going to put that there just so like, cause I don't think everybody knows what thermostat means. I don't think that's a normal word that people say. I agree. It was, it's only, it's terms used by fathers in the fifties. Right. Yeah. Thermostat is, it, we might as well say, Hey, can you turn the electric on? So, hey, no. can you, can you turn the tube down? Make sure you put that milk in the icebox. Other old words. Other old Words. All right, I have one last one. What do we got? Uh, we're going to go with this one. What's it like dating someone with the first name as you? So for either a same-sex or a different-sex couples, where both people have the same first name or go by the same name, so like Alex, Alexander, and Alexandra is their example, but both go by Alex, is it weird? Does it get confusing? So I'm just going to put myself in these shoes, right? I'm yeah. going to go full empathy mode. I have met somebody, a girl named Connor. I've never met them. I've heard of a girl named Connor before, but I avoided them like the fucking plague. Right. Because you're kind of a narcissist. That's the other problem. I would never know if I, if my lover is a narcissist, that they're just into me for my name. You never think about that, haunting your relationship. They could be into you for your name. They've been right. going after you since day one. They've exactly. seen you when they were kids. They were like, this Kyle has to go. Right. Because it's just like when you say their name, like, I love you so much, Kyle. And then you're like, are you talking to me? Wait, what? Or do you mean yourself? What? Hold on. So, what do you mean? So here's here's some solutions, right? Okay. You got Kyle A, you got Kyle B. Okay. Uh, that's too Susian. So we knock that out. All right. We got 
I was going to say Kyle 1, Kyle 2. That also sounds a little Seussian. Let's go medieval. Ooh. Kyle, Kyle the Great. Alpha, Kyle Beta. That's not medieval. I was thinking Kyle the Great and Kyle the Lesser. One of you has to be the lesser. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle the Great and Kyle the Terrible. <laughs> there you go. And, and it's Kyle the Great and then also Kyle the Great and Terrible. Kyle the Great and it'll, or it, Terrible. Yeah, it'll be like a very much like a Wizard of Oz situation. What if, ooh, you could go King Kyle and Queen Kyle? Well, that's assuming heteros- that's heteronormative. Fuck! King because Kyle if it's a gay couple, then they're both queens. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I was going to go, too. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I get there faster sometimes. It's okay. Yeah, so does Kyle Alpha. I've already met Kyle Alpha. You're Kyle Beta. Oh, no. I'm Kyle Theta. I don't know what you're talking about. Or Zeta. What's at the end? Omega. Zed? No, Omega. Omega. I'm Kyle Omega. So my, my first bit of advice is get the fuck out of there. Right? Yeah. But yeah. If you're already in the relationship and you like love them and whatever, you've got it. You've got to make it work. You you cannot use the same name. Right. That is not in the cards. You've got to like. You got to switch it up in some way. I I just don't know other than nicknames or going by middle names. But that's you know that's boring. You can't change your whole like I yeah. You it's just got to be a nickname of your of a little bit of your first name because if you go yeah. middle name, that's an entirely different person at that point. Right. Exactly. Can, that's very true. How if about you called me Price? I'd be like, whoa. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, how about you just go by your full social security number? So it's like, hey, six two eight four eight two nine nine three. I think that's enough numbers. <laughs> you could do that, or you could do their name in binary. Hey, one one zero one 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 one. I don't. I don't think I'm the only person out there that doesn't understand what binary, how it communicates anything. I understand that it's on and offs, it's ones and zeros. I don't understand how you can translate a name into binary. This is something, I, you didn't know that this was going to trigger me in this way. I don't understand how something can be translated into so, binary. Here, let me let me educate you. So, and that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, come to on, the- man. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm not going to have time to explain it. Thank you so much for listening to the 1101 podcast, The M Word where Kyle talks about things that he doesn't know, and then whenever I try to offer him to learn about it, he says, nosers. I refuse to learn. I want to thank Cyndia for our gorgeous cover art, and also Grant O'Brien for our intro and outro music, Millennial Juice Fluid and Ballad of a Dusty Boy. Thank you all so much for listening. And as we always say, one one zero one one zero. Oh, Connor, what did that mean? Just translate that real quick. Emmett, Connor, you are the captain now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>